0: Megan, I need to talk to you about something.
1: Oh, okay. What, what's up?
0: I think that you have been taking too much power over Avant
1: Oh, come on! I mean, the people love me. We
0: were supposed to be wolves, uh, and you can't be a lion. So I,
1: I don't know what you're talking about, Marquez. I'm
0: afraid I'm gonna have to kill you. <laughs> Bam, bam. Oh, look, it's our mascot. He's right behind you, and he's got a gun, too.
1: A two folio? Welcome to Avant Bard, a podcast where two theater nerds explore the highest highs and the lowest lows of works inspired by that upstart crow himself,
0: Ho William Shakespeare.
1: My name is Megan Charlotte and I use she-her pronouns.
0: And my name is Matthew James Marquez, and I use he-him pronouns. And we don't have quotes today, because once again, we are talking about a foreign language film. 2016's Zulfikar, a West Bengali crime film directed by Srijit Mukherjee. This film doesn't have nearly the cultural impact that Angore had, being a box office hit and a critically panned film. It made around $1.2 million in the West Bengali box office, which is the highest grossing film in Bengali of that year. Despite being critically panned, the songs from the film, also topped the charts. Zulfiqar is a retelling of two of Shakespeare plays fused together, set in a modern-day West Bengal in Kolkata, ruled not by a local government, but by a crime syndicate known as The Syndicate. It's It's not really that clever. I wish that they had a different name for it. It's fine. We'll discuss it later. This film is actually considered a miss in up-and-coming director Mukherjee's career, with multiple reviews claiming he bit off a bit more than he could chew with this adaptation. There have been many Shakespeare adaptations in Indian film, and this one just didn't quite hit it with the critics. I want to discuss the reviews a little bit later on, though, after we've discussed the film, because I wouldn't want it to sully our view of the film and your view of the film kind listeners
1: the two plays that Zulfikar pulls from are julius caesar and antony and cleopatra if you aren't familiar with them julius caesar is about the senate of rome and conspirators within it that become jealous of caesar and convince his good friend brutus to help them assassinate him so that he doesn't get more power The conspirators are then driven out of the city by Mark Antony. And, you know, he fights all of them because they're people who murdered Julius Caesar. And then in Antony and Cleopatra, Mark Antony is like, I love Cleopatra now, who had been with Caesar. And also, I have a wife, but whatever. And it's just a whole thing. There's still fights going on. But it's just the two of them being like, but we'd rather make out all day. And then they both die. It's pretty accurate, right?
0: Yeah, I would say so. I generally consider Antony and Cleopatra the least interesting of the two plays. All right, are you ready, Megan? It's time for Marquez. No, I'm just kidding. We're not having an acting corner.
1: I kind of figured.
0: So I think with that, Megan, we can start talking about the film.
1: So I just straight off the bat want to say this film one has a way more interesting first scene than julius caesar and two brings up hawks what is with these shakespeare adaptations (laughs) and hawks are we in O again
0: it's a human hawk eat rat eat grasshopper world megan that's all i can tell you we
1: got some guys talking about the food chain And they're just like, yeah, but humans don't fit on the food chain because the last thing you said was hawks, and humans don't eat hawks. Someone's like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. They consume the hawk's opinion of right and wrong. Humans tame hawks.
0: Don't tell Hugo.
1: But my uncle was a hawk that couldn't be tamed.
0: And his name?
1: Was. Title screen.
0: (laughs) Zulfikar. And we cut to crime boys on a crime ship
1: they're being ransomed which i must say is way more interesting than the start of julius caesar where it's like people on the streets of rome being like oh you know about caesar wow what he do today bud what has he brought back from the wars or something like i'm gonna
0: have me a sarsaparilla this is what you're doing i don't know what
1: it's just boring okay While meanwhile, on this ship, we are getting an instant look into who's Caesar, N.K.A. Zulfikar. We're just going to call him Zulfi, probably, because that's what his friends call him, and he's my friend.
0: He's not your friend, Megan.
1: But we know instantly what he's like, because their captors are trying to ransom them to the Syndicate. And Zulfi's just like, do you even know who I am? You're asking for 10 locks. You should be asking for 50. All right. No, 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 no. Tell them you want 50 locks or you're going to murder me. You're doing this all wrong. You suck at kidnapping. You suck at ransom.
0: Yeah. This is what the kids call a baller move. If kids still use that, it's on fleek.
1: I am instantly like, all right, don't fuck with Zulfiqar Med. Got yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Don't fuck with this guy.
1: Or he'll be like, wow, you're fucking with me horribly. You should be ashamed. And then I'll be ashamed.
0: What we haven't mentioned is that this film is weirdly a frame narrative of like a guy who's new to the police force. And he's talking to this other police guy. And that's kind of the larger frame narrative that we're going to come back to at the end. There are several frame narratives and it's not easy to keep track of. But this police officer, after we see this scene with the ransom, Gives us all of the details that we're in Kolkata. This place is ruled by a small group of people, not a government. Reputation is key. We smuggle goods and shit out we of here. We take
1: bribes. You gotta be open to bribes, but not too obvious.
0: We tear down decommissioned ships and sell the scrap. Nobody goes against the syndicate or else you die
1: because they're a giant spider with legs inside each and every kind of trade but you gotta remember that spiders eat their babies so they'll kill you if you're against them
0: and that the favor of the people gives you power in this place
1: but it also dooms you
0: yeah it's a double-edged sword
1: because the second that you become the people's favorite your days are numbered in the syndicate's
0: eyes. And as I killed Megan at the beginning of the episode, you need to be a member of a wolf pack and not a lion. And then this policeman shows us a bunch of examples. He's like, this guy tried to step out of line and he got like shot in the middle of the street. What you said?
1: And here's this guy who got killed this way, and this guy was killed this way. It's just common, you know, it happens every Tuesday.
0: And so we meet Bashir. And Bashir, we're told, is a patriot above all else. So he's more about the state of India than he is about the state of the syndicate. He is all about the country, and what's best for the country. I mean, that doesn't make him not a criminal, but that's what we learn about him. And Bashir goes to the syndicate and is like, we need to save Zulfaqar. And the syndicate's like, we don't got that kind of money, which is, I think is hilarious that Zulfaqar himself is like, pay more for this, and then the The syndicate doesn't have it. No, But who does have the money? telepatra
1: so i want to take a moment at this point to go through some of the names and just say how much i love that they are very obvious who they're supposed to be in shakespeare's work we have bashir brutus very clear
0: kashanath kundu i think it's cassius he's the meanest kaushik sina
1: sina and then we got cleopatra
0: as Calipatra, Rani Calipatra.
1: But back to the Senate.
0: They need money from Calipatra. She's rich, and she's Zulfikar's mistress.
1: <laughs> also, she is amazing. I mean, she's very obviously Cleopatra, and Cleopatra is constantly shown as a great example of like a powerful woman. She also has like sass, which is also very true of Cleopatra, and like everything.
0: And I'm sure that will keep up through the whole movie and never falter. Come
1: on, (laughs) let me have this. But they come up and they're like, the family needs to help Zulfikar. And she's like, oh, so I'm family now? And they're like, okay, well, you know what, Ronnie? His real family, his actual wife is so doped up. She can't help it all. No one can wake her up. And there's not a penny in the house, probably because she spends it all on drugs. Rough. Yeah, so this is the first moment where I went, oh, that's how you modernized someone who has prophecies. I don't like it. Like, in the past, there was, like, a strange stigma against people who had prophecies, but at the same time, they weren't revered by some people. Like, people were like, all right, they're kind of crazy, but, like, I don't know. I feel like it just really makes it so that we're all set up not to believe her when she says that she sees what's going to happen
0: see here's the thing megan it made much more sense in dragon time because obviously oracles existed in dragon times
1: well, no, well, there's it, just no
0: good way to update it no, without keeping you, it you
1: keep it the same yeah. there are still people who are like holy shit i dreamt of this last night and people go huh Or they went, I knew this person was about to call and say this thing. And people go, you're a wackadoo. But like other people go, yeah, that's legit. It should just have been that. She should have just been like, I had a dream that this happened and it was so vivid. Yeah,
0: but it didn't exist. It's only in dragon time. No, it's not. (laughs) Real prophecies exist in regular time, Megan.
1: But Ronnie agrees to give the money to save Zulfikar because she loves him. And she says, the only caveat is that you'll only give it if Bashir is part of the rescue party. Because, obviously, he's the most loyal person. He's going to make sure that this goes right. He's not going to run away with the funds. And we love Bashir. All of us.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So Bashir has the money. He shows up to the kidnappers with the money. And I just gotta say something, Megan. Yeah. Bashir is a high-key hottie.
1: Um, I'm going to say something else. Everyone here who's been kidnapped is fucking hot.
0: I don't think Zulfikar is hot.
1: Zulfacar is the least hot. He's like the member of the boy band that you're like, eh, he's someone's taste. And
0: Tony's hair is just not doing it for me.
1: But Tony's personality. So let's get into Tony.
0: Okay, we gotta talk about Tony.
1: Tony, obviously, Mark Antony. Yeah. He is just this little spitfire who's just constantly talking in english constantly like are you kidding me guys he's pissed off he's got a loud mouth he's got long hair i love him
0: he uses a lot of affectations like bro and man at the end of things and i you just get endeared to him so quickly i
1: love him When I first saw him, I was like, eh, don't really like his hair. And then he spoke, and I was like, I love this guy. Tell me everything about you.
0: Oh, yeah. I will say, personality-wise, Tony is hot. Yeah. Bashir's just hot.
1: He's got a scar.
0: He does have a scar. We've
1: talked about it before. A little light scar around the eye. Hot. Also, Bashir, as we find out when they're leaving the kidnapper's boat, loves to quote this great poet my god can anyone guess who the great poet is class
0: <laughs> raise my hand
1: marquez marquez who do you think this great poet is
0: uh, is it william shakespeare it
1: is william shakespeare got it
0: got it got it
1: he finishes the quote and the rest of the boys minus tony go yeah great idea taking something from it that I obviously did not. And they all leap off the boat and swim back to the kidnappers to beat their asses.
0: They do a huge ultra-violence, killing everyone. And during this fight, Bashir saves Zulfikar's life. That's important. It
1: is. And they go back in the water. Tony's mad. He's just like, you had enough fun now? You happy now? And then the rest of the guys kind of smile press a button, and the boat explodes. <laughs> like, no, Tony. But now we are.
0: So we get a small scene where Zulfikar's talking to his wife, and she is out of it.
1: She's not doing hot.
0: And it's just really to establish that she's not doing hot, even though we were told that she's not doing hot.
1: I do appreciate that Zulfi, like, tucks her into bed.
0: Yeah, he's a good guy that cheats on his wife.
1: I'm not saying he's a good guy, but, like, he does have some sort of care for her. I still think he's a terrible person, but, like, at least he's not treating her like, oh, well, she's a druggie. Forget her. You know?
0: Yeah. I, they I, I, could I, I, do
1: worse by her.
0: Yeah, I get it.
1: And similarly, we cut to Bashir, and his wife's just like, tell me about your problems. Just tell me what's going on. I can handle it. You seem so stressed and so unhappy. And it turns out that there are terrorists that are trying to get into the country. And he thinks, no, he knows that some of the syndicate is involved. And he's supposed to be bros with these people.
0: He doesn't know who to trust.
1: And he hasn't told Zulfi or Marcaz, who we assume is the fourth person who was on that boat, because he doesn't know if they're the ones who are letting in these terrorists.
0: And his lover wants to tell him something and he's like what is it and she's like no he's like what is it and she's like no he's like what is it and she's like no
1: someone else will tell you later and i hate it i hate that shit just tell him
0: yeah i i don't know at least iago tells othello
1: the people of kolkata are so happy because zulfikar has returned he has peed in the face of death and returned home and now there's security in the area again because Zulfikar is the top dog and they're like here's flowers and you're the greatest and then we truly meet Markaz and he becomes my favorite guy ever you know why because he only speaks in sign language and they don't translate it it's just him just signing and Tony's like yeah and just talks to him and it's so good
0: So, Megan, this is the one actor I want to talk about. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Please don't tell me he's a bad person. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. (laughs) No!
0: Varkaz. Yeah? Is played by Dev, and he's the highest-paid Bengali actor currently working.
1: That is wild.
0: He also is a politician now, because that's what happens in India, actually is usually if you are a big star, people vote for you.
1: Oh, what, Caesar?
0: He is also a spokesman and a model.
1: Fair, he's hot.
0: Because he's very hot. <laughs> and unfortunately, he did get a little bit canceled.
1: What did he do? <laughs>
0: he said a bad thing in a tabloid, but I'm just gonna read it straight up. When asked if he enjoyed being in the spotlight, Dev Ooh. replied, It's just like being f-ed. Either you can enjoy or can shout.
1: Oh no.
0: This comment sparked controversy as being inappropriate and insensitive, and led to calls for him to withdraw candidacy from being a part of the Senate. Thereafter, he apologized his comments on his official Twitter account.
1: Marcos speaks in sign language and then you're gonna do that? Right. You're gonna ruin this for me? So I really liked Marcaz until this moment.
0: No, he's still good, Megan. We didn't pay money for this movie. We rented it from the library, so he's not benefiting from the sale of this movie.
1: You're right. You're right. So Marcaz is great, and there's something going on. Marcaz wants Tony to tell Zulfikar something about Zulfikar's girlfriend, Ronnie. And Tony's like, I will not do that because I don't want to get killed. Whoa! what could it be? This is where we go, oh, hold on. Markaz, Mark, Antony, Markaz and Tony together are Mark Antony. Correct. Interesting.
0: Not just interesting, intentional. In an interview with Hindu Times, the director Srijit Mukherjee had this to say. Since I have adapted two plays, there was enough material on Mark Antony. Interestingly, the character traits of Mark Antony in Julius Caesar are totally different from those in Antony and Cleopatra, so I felt it would be better if I split the character between two people. Which is something that I theorized to you while we were watching this, that it's because they are completely different people in the And it the would two make plays. no
1: sense to be in one thing like, yeah, no, it's this one person who is acts nothing like himself five minutes <laughs> from now.
0: Yep. And so I like this.
1: Fantastic. I know that you said this movie had poor reviews, but I think the reviews would have been far worse if they didn't make this choice.
0: Oh, if they just had him like shift wildly? Yes. Yeah.
1: So Zulfikar, Tony, Marcaz, they're really unsure if they should send Marcaz into something. But Marcaz is like, no, I'm in. And Zulfikar says, I can doubt myself, but never you, Marcaz. This must be super important.
0: What is it? It's
1: a cage match. Oh, okay. It's some sort of cage match. Bone saw is ready. I don't know.
0: Megan, I had the same exact thought. I need to say something, Megan. I'm putting my foot down. Yeah. This is an underground club. Oh, oh, yeah. Fuck, make your move. This is an underground club. This is illegal.
1: (laughs) This is an illegal fight pit. Also, another thing that I think makes it obvious it's illegal. This dude against Markaz is way bigger than him. Yeah. They are completely different weight classes. This is not a fair fight, but Markaz is kicking butt.
0: Until the point where Zulfikar kisses Ronnie.
1: No, Mark Now that I know you're Mark Antony, I know that you love Cleopatra, but no! Yeah,
0: and he just gets, like, the shit beat out of him, and he starts hallucinating them making out really hard.
1: And then he passes out and he loses. Is there a part like this in Julius Caesar?
0: No, Megan, there isn't.
1: Why did they do this?
0: Because they wanted to set up the through line that he loves Ronnie. Here.
1: Why this way?
0: Well, okay, it's because Mark Antony and Antony and Cleopatra is more of a war guy, and so I guess the way that you do war guy is that you make him a great fighter. fighter?
1: That's fair. And so
0: you need to showcase that here, but you also need to set up the seeds for Antony and Cleopatra, so you have to showcase that as well. I think it works. No, I think
1: a... with your explanation I get it now. He's yeah. a loving fighter and there's not an actual war for them to show that. Yeah. And they're not going to do a Shakespeare and just say, didn't you know? He's a great fighter.
0: So Marquez loses and everyone's kind of disappointed. And then the scene kind of just ends.
1: (laughs) And it's like time to talk to the Senate. What are they going to talk about? Oh, it's going to be about those terrorists.
0: Well, no, the syndicate member promises that they're definitely totally not terrorists.
1: They are jihadists, though. They just want to smuggle
0: in people. It's fine. It's totally not weirdly super religious persecution-y at this point.
1: Yeah, the- this is another part where I go, oh, these are real-life groups at this time. This isn't like a past thing where you're like, ancient Rome and its enemies. It's just like, hi. Let's talk about Muslims and actual people.
0: This film got slammed for Islamophobia by Muslim groups. And I can't blame them.
1: It sucks because it is very important for Brutus to be a nationalist. Like, super, extremely loyal to his country. Yeah. But...
0: Just make them random terrorists. Yeah, You don't need to give them a real-world counterpart.
1: Like, you came up with the Syndicate. Come up with some other group. Don't link it to an identity. Yeah. Just say, it's a terrorist group. We're Uh, not saying where from, or that they're all the same type of people. Anyway, Bashir gets super mad.
0: Yeah, it's almost about to turn violent. And and
1: Zulfikar's like, no, no violence. Your hands should go back to school for trying to pull a gun on Bashir.
0: We're not doing this.
1: So Zulfikar doesn't even say, don't do it. He says, I mean, it should be whatever the syndicate says. But luckily the syndicate's like, yeah, let's not. But like, what the hell, Zulfikar? It's this weird thing that's in both Caesar and Zulfikar where it's just like, and he controls them because it's conspirators saying these things. And you're like, actually, he really kind of doesn't. Like, he'd be like, well, what do you guys think? It's just that people like him. Which, I mean, they probably like him for being like, well, I want to hear what you guys think.
0: We get another scene with Tony and Marcus.
1: We should only have scenes with them.
0: And Marcus doesn't want to go to the party that Zulfikar's nephew is throwing.
1: Well, because Zulfikar's with Ronnie, and what if they're both there and he has to see it and be around it?
0: Yeah, I get it, I get it. Zulfikar's nephew, though. Caesar's nephew augustus
1: Mm. i also want to mention that tony trying to convince Marcaz is just like it is not my uncle's fault or the nephew and it's not your fault romeo romeo it's like this is a shakespeare adaptation
0: so tony ends up going to the party by himself but it's fine because he sees a pretty lady She's pretty hot. She is very hot.
1: I literally wrote, and the hot girl's brother plays a song. Because we never learn this girl's name, I don't think.
0: We do not. She's
1: just the hot girl, who is the niece of Zulfikar. But there is a song here. And it's about swords getting rusty and times changing. It was at this point in the film that Marquez turned to me and was like, I don't know if we talked about this, but Bollywood is perfect for Shakespeare. Because Shakespeare throws in random songs. And we were like, yeah. And then we went back to listening to the song.
0: So the song does a weird thing where it shows us the progression of time or past events, question mark. But then at the end of the song, it goes back to the party.
1: Yeah, I don't know if these are past or future events.
0: Anyway, we see a couple things. We see Zulfokar's wife doing drugs with the walls closing in around her. We see Zulfikar's fucking Ronnie. But she's
1: looking at her phone, probably looking for texts from Marquez. Yeah,
0: Marquez is on his phone. And then we see Ronnie talk to Marquez about her and Z's relationship. She plays footsie with Marquez underneath the table. This must be past events. It
1: it's- has to be, because it's her being like, I had to be with Zulfikar. I have to be with him because I got no money. And then we come back to Zulfacar's wife, and she's in the snow getting chased, and then she's back home again. It's a bad trip, guys.
0: But then the song is interrupted by a fight.
1: There are people shooting each other outside.
0: Oh. Also,
1: there's a fight in the party. So two fights start at the exact same time on screen. We've got an outdoor gunfight and an indoor punch fight, and Tony's just like, stop fighting inside guys don't do that and then someone goes to touch the hot girl and tony's like we're fighting now and people pull guns on him and i'm like hey hey
0: it's okay now marquez is is here and he's here to stop it and tony's like you can fight with marquez if you want but he's gonna shove the bottle you're holding straight up your ass
1: and we're like all right this fight's done then but outside there's another fight and it's the syndicate and We later learn the terrorists, but it's all kind of far away and they don't do the thing like Ron did where everyone has specific colors for each side, so I have no idea who's winning and I just go, three someone's got shot, I don't know what side is doing well. But knowing Julius Caesar, we have to assume that the Syndicate is coming out on top.
0: Yeah, because the next day, Zophagar's getting rewarded again, this time for single-handedly Stopping those terrorists. There were at
1: least four guys.
0: single hand this guy's a one-man army.
1: And the crowd's chanting, long live Zulfikar, and we go up, oh, he's gonna die now.
0: And we know this because what's happening elsewhere, Bashir gets pulled aside by Kashanath.
1: And Kasha's like, the stage will have room for only one, so it's time to take the stage down. You know the rules of this. If someone's bigger than the pack, they must go. But Bashir's like, no, These... Zulfikar's great. He These... loves the syndicate.
0: Yeah, he's never done anything wrong. He goes along with what the syndicate wants. So... But
1: the people worship him, and power can corrupt anyone.
0: And it will corrupt Zulfikar eventually.
1: So why don't you just wait until then, though? I'm with Bashir, obviously, because we're supposed to be.
0: Ooh. (laughs) Here's where we come across my biggest weirdness with Julius Caesar as a play. Yeah. Which is, does Julius Caesar deserve to die? Does Zulfikar deserve to die? In my mind, the answer is, yes, he becomes a tyrant and not one man should hold the power. But for some reason, like the play is like, no, well, it's not for some reason. It's because Shakespeare lived in a monarchy.
1: Yeah, it's that. But I also think this kind of goes in a strange way to if you support the death penalty. What? Because some people would say Caesar Zulficar is a tyrant. So just kill him and move on. While some people would say, no, you should be like a due process, get him out of power, put him somewhere else. Like, find another way to get him.
0: Oh, yeah. Due process. Oh, that's bullshit. Kill the guy. (laughs) Oh, Sorry. If you're wondering where my political leanings lie, uh, I think that asking a person who has absolute power to step down because the people want him to is wild. And why we almost had an insurrection in 2021.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's also the difference, like what you just said, is that the people don't want him to step down he's a tyrant who the people love whether it's good for the country or not or good for the world or not it's a very messed up situation and i think that's where brutus and bashir get stuck because they're like i don't want to kill the guy but then they are told this is what the country needs or else we're gonna be screwed and he goes you're right as always the lines that i quote aren't necessarily correct because they're subtitles but even if it's slightly different the meaning i think is still important one of the things that are said to try to convince bashir is an ordinary man suddenly becomes god doing nothing and we're to twiddle our thumbs i love it it's good see I know that I was like, I don't think you should kill a person for being a... Th-. But also, I really do think that a tyrant should get killed. It's just a sticky situation.
0: Well, here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing, Meg. Kashina is super evil.
1: Oh, see? That is the problem. So the issue here is that everyone's bad. Because It's bad guy versus bad guy. What bad guy am I supposed to like?
0: Well, my view of the character of Cassius is... He is not a bad guy. And that's how I view Cassius. I view Cassius as seeing something that is happening and needing to take action. And the way that by having everyone be a criminal.
1: They're all bad to start.
0: Yeah. Except for like Bashir. But also he's still a criminal.
1: Yes. That's (laughs) the thing. Even the guys that we like, it's like they're still doing things that put others in danger.
0: So, anyway, while this conversation is going on, we see that the people of Kolkata want to offer Zulfikar an election ticket.
1: And he says, No, 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 I can't take that. I'm not a politician. I'm a crime lord.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he does do the thing that Caesar does, which is he denies the crown three times. But then he's like, But if you really want me to. Listen, it's what you do
1: right if you were just like yeah people would be oh okay pretty eager to jump at
0: that you have to pretend like you need to be convinced to take power and i think that an interesting thing about the play julius caesar is how you interpret all of these characters and how they act because you can take that as no caesar really honestly doesn't want the power But then it is forced upon him. Or you could play it like he knows that he needs to do that in order to look good. So then he does it. Which I think is a brilliant decision you can make as an actor. Is Caesar actually good? Which I think that this movie also does. Because we actually don't know and we never do find out really what Zulfikar's intentions or thoughts were.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important. We spend most of the film really in the viewpoints of Bashir, Markaz, and Tony. Brutus and Mark Antony. We don't know why Zulfikar does what he does.
0: Yeah. So in order to finally clinch Bashir in, Kashinath has one more trick up his sleeve. And he reveals that Zulfikar allowed the terrorists in. And Bashir is like, then he has to go. We have to kill him.
1: Which I think is way stronger than Cassius's convincing of Brutus, which is just like, no, he's bad. He's hungry for power. Also, he's, you know, not physically fit to rule. And Brutus goes, you're right. It's best for my country.
0: Yeah, on one hand, I'm like, I like it to be a little bit more you'll make the right decision. Like, I think this is- Oh, a, yeah,
1: no, he has no choice.
0: Yeah, I think Zulfikar makes it a little bit too easy on Brutus by giving him that out. I think that the play leaves it a little bit more up in the air about whether or not Brutus is going to participate.
1: Which is why the A2 Brute is so strong. While in this, it's like, well, yeah, we know.
0: He thinks that.
1: We know Bashir's going to make sure Zulfikar's is dead. And we know at this moment specifically because Bashir literally looks at Zulfikar, starts to cry and says, goodbye, I'll see you in hell. It is not open-ended at all.
0: So here's my thing, Megan. This is probably my favorite scene in Zulfikar. I said it when the scene was happening, and sadly no other scene really ever lived up to this scene. I'm like, ooh, this is really popping. Like, it will probably surprise no one to find out. That my favorite fucking scenes are scenes where one person is trying to convince another person of something, and it's just all words.
1: (laughs) I also think that this film does a fantastic job of splicing moments together and showing that they're happening at the same time without giving the viewers whiplash.
0: Also, Kashinath and Bashir are like standing in like this beautiful dilapidated atrium area that I just want to have for plays to direct in them because it just it's just a beautiful whoever found that set. Mwah.
1: We continue on seeing just how much people love Zulfikar. We find out that there's going to be a race tonight as Zulfikar is going to go to And then we hear an echoey man voice telling him to beware of Eid. And this once more is where I go, shit, fantastic, good job, beautiful. Megan. Yeah?
0: Eid al-Fatir, called the Festival of Breaking the Fast, or simply Eid, is a religious holiday marking the end of the month-long dawn-to-sunset fasting of Ramadan. But the fact that they put a holiday that has eyed in replace of the Ides of March.
1: Brilliant.
0: It is really good. I'm, I will give them this a thousand percent.
1: I haven't heard these negative reviews yet. And obviously I have problems with some of the choices of the movie, but I feel like so many little details are so brilliantly figured out and translated to modern times and modern dates and calendars and things and i just i have to respect it for that
0: yeah well i mean it makes all the muslim characters villains and that's probably why
1: like i said any single thing that's like my problem with this is uh you treated an entire group of people like they were terrible murderers i'd be like yeah that's fucked up
0: like listen you can respect something for the detailing while the larger picture isn't great Now we get two scenes side by side, one of which is Zulfikar, Tony, and the boys doing nighttime motorcycle racing, and the other scene is the syndicate doing evil shit in a graveyard.
1: Both of these are incredible. Once again, I'm gonna say I love when this film splits things that are happening at the same time, because... We have the syndicate meeting plotting to kill Zulfikar without Bashir because they're doing evil shit that they don't want Bashir to know about. Meanwhile, we've got Bashir being like, Zulfikar, I'm going to race you. And Zulfikar's like, oh, it's no competition if I race because I'm the best. And Bashir's like, prove it.
0: So we learn. The Syndicate doesn't need to worry about the police because they'll be on their side in killing Zulfiqar. And the Syndicate did a hack to convince Bashir by faking information that Zulfiqar allowed the terrorists into the country. Kashinath was lying!
1: But Megan's not allowed to enjoy this plot twist of terrible deeds in a gorgeous graveyard because she has to suddenly realize that the motorcycle race is not just a motorcycle race. They're also going the opposite way of traffic on this busy highway, which I did not realize when they began.
0: I need to say something, Megan. We didn't mention this at the beginning of the episode because it didn't matter to us then. But the film did, in fact, have a warning that said that anyone watching this film should obey all traffic laws. (laughs) And when we started watching it, Megan and I were like, uh, okay, is this like a big deal in India or something?
1: And then this scene came up and we went, oh, the,
0: the traffic
1: laws. Those are very important traffic laws.
0: Do not do this. I mean, it doesn't say don't kill people, which I think is the far bigger crime, but I guess people would see this and think this was more doable. So I get it. And we also find out that the syndicate wants Bashir to lead after they kill Zulfikar
1: Because he has neither ambition nor hunger for power.
0: Yeah, he's just a patriot.
1: That's the thing, though. You can't convince the people to love someone. You know? Yeah. People love Zulfikar. Bashir is not like him.
0: You would need to make Bashir like Zulfikar.
1: And then at that point, what if he becomes too much like Zulfikar for you?
0: Yeah. So anyway, Zulfikar and Bashir are the only ones left in the race at this point. They
1: are neck and neck. But Zulfikar just barely ekes out a win. And is like, there we go. There's your answer. Zulfikar is the winner. And we have a great moment from Bashir who's just like, huh, strange, you used to be Zulfi. Oh, now you're Zulfikar?
0: Times change, people too.
1: And Bashir goes, yeah, who knows better than me, and leaves because he's gonna kill Zulfikar. It's very obvious we get it, movie.
0: So we cut to the next day, but it's not the next day because Zulfikar's wife is having a weird drug dream. And she sees everything on fire. People on fire.
1: But still walking past her. That's the creepy part. People on fire is one thing, but burning people walking past you? Terrifying.
0: And then she sees Zulfikar, but he's full of holes.
1: Seven gunshot
0: wounds. (gasps) And she calls out for him.
1: Oh no, it's just a dream. Don't worry. Happy eyed.
0: She's like, eyed?
1: don't go wherever you're going. Don't. And he's like, "Nah, I'm Zulfikar. I've got an important meeting. And then she says, I saw you. I saw your death. And then, you know what? Zulfikar has heard something from a great poet that Bashir Uh, once quoted.
0: Bashir is just, that guy Bashir will not shut up about this fucking guy. My
1: favorite thing is it's not that Zulfiqar is like, oh, I heard this poem. He's like, Bashir once said this poem that someone said. (laughs) Cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. Sheik Peer says Strange is our nature. Death is inevitable, but we still fear it. Sheik Peer? Sheik Peer. Not Shakespeare, Sheik Peer. I love it. (laughs) The little details.
0: What is with these Indian films always doing just something a little bit silly with Shakespeare? I love it. We got the like who could have come up with this in the Shakespeare picture giving a wink and like a OK symbol? And then we got Chic Peer. I love it.
1: Then the guy who was told to make sure that Zulfikar gets to the Senate meeting on time is like, oh, don't worry, Zulfikar. I'll call the Senate and say that your wife is, you know, gone wackadoo from all the drugs, which of course makes Zulfikar go, no, 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 no. I'm going right now. I'm leaving.
0: And another guy has to lead Marquez and Tony away from the meeting because they can't be there.
1: So we get to the meeting and Zulfikar hates drugs.
0: So in the previous meeting, we didn't mention it, but one of the guys was like, I want to smuggle drugs in.
1: Well, he was like his son or something was in jail for it. And he's like, what's so wrong? Drugs can be smuggled.
0: No, we don't do drugs. That's like one thing we don't do
1: drugs are where he draws the line
0: except his wife has them i don't
1: i mean that's probably why i think that's what we're supposed to believe is that he's like if they hadn't been so easy for her to get a hold of she'd still be here
0: and zophicar makes a fatal mistake and he says when they question him saying that he doesn't want drugs for now assume i am the syndicate
1: no what's gonna happen immediately after saying that you're gonna get shot
0: seven times and, you say. and Bashir shoots him too, too but he doesn't say at two Bashir he just says you too I gotta say, it is weird that it is et tu, Brute, in Shakespeare, despite them speaking English the rest of the time. So I'm totally okay with him just seeing. You too? You too?
1: <laughs> to make a somewhat parallel to the fact that in Caesar, the entire Senate was not against Caesar, there are two people at this syndicate meeting who are not part of the conspiracy to kill Zulfikar. And at the end, they're like freaked out and about to try to shoot the conspirators. But all the rest of the room turns their guns on them. And Bashir, of course, because he's a wonderful man, is just like, stop. Don't kill them. They're cops. Cops are troublesome. Don't kill cops.
0: And then we get another song as the news spreads throughout the city that Zulfikar is dead.
1: And Tony and Marcaz find out. And it's sad. They're so upset. And the nephew and the hot girl see the corpse and the hot girl cries.
0: Yeah, but Tony and Marcaz go to Ronnie and Marcaz and Ronnie hook up. So there's at least a little bit of happiness here.
1: But there's also some sadness because Ronnie's like, I'm not safe. I don't think I'm safe. Where do I go? And Marcaz is like, yeah, we need to protect them. The syndicate might come after them. And then the cops like,
0: we'll protect you.
1: The syndicate could have killed us and they never did.
0: We're the heroes. We're going to
1: be the best people because cops are great. Eh,
0: don't like that. Anyway, <laughs> after all that, we get Bashir and the syndicate talking about all of the fallout that's been going on. They say, "My and Tony, they're a problem.
1: Incorrect. They're also like, the nephew singer is a problem. And I'm like, is I don't he? care as much about him.
0: Is he, though? And right now, the public is a powder keg. And Kashinath is like, we need to do something. But Bashir is like, you can't kill Tony Amarkaz or the rest of Zulfar family. That would be a bummer move, my dudes. <laughs> Which is true. That would just be, like, too much. Like, they didn't think this through, in all honesty. But they really can't just kill anyone who doesn't agree with them
1: and Zolfikar's wife's like he had another woman ronnie ah and the hot girl's like don't worry he's dead now
0: <laughs> yep. like, that's
1: not what she says but she's just like that witch won't bother you anymore and i'm like well yeah because Zulfikar's dead she's got no reason to be near you
0: yep and then we cut to once again Markaz, Tony, Octar, and hot girl whose name we never know,
1: and they're talking about how much they hate the syndicate and yeah. what they're gonna do about the
0: syndicate. Yeah, Octar's like the syndicate sucks, and Tony's like whoa, 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 we're all a part of the syndicate, and then he says, "Hate the sin, not the syndicate." That's my favorite line in this movie now, Megan.
1: There's also a fantastic conversation that happens right after this because Bashir calls and is just like, hey, guys, I know you're all hanging out at the party house. Come back home. The syndicate's fine. No one's going to hurt you. And Tony's just like, huh, you speak like we're not syndicate members and it's your property
0: no no come on put marquez on the phone it had nothing
1: to do with you and marquez is signing something and tony doesn't translate for him and i'm getting mad
0: well tony's got a plan so he's like marquez says it's fine we're all good we can come to the funeral and after the conversation ends akhtar who is zulfacar's nephew smashes his guitar on the table because he's mad
1: but tony reminds him hey just because we hate them doesn't mean we shouldn't be civil even boxers shake hands before the match but in the end only one hand is held up and i'm like yeah Mm -hmm. bringing it back to the whole cage match thing okay and we get the funeral Probably the most well-known scene in all of Julius Caesar.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So at the funeral, Bashir gives a speech. He assures people that Zulfikar didn't die from a gang war, but that the syndicate is kind and nice and takes care of everyone. And Zulfikar was a tyrant trying to take over everything. And they would do this no matter who was trying to hurt the people.
1: And the people are like, oh, shit, fuck that guy. Long live Bashir.
0: And Bashir's like, look, his family came despite everything. Isn't that nice?
1: And he's like, we're here for Zulfi, our brother, our uncle, our husband, our friend. We're not here for the terrorist he became. As Sheik Pir once said. If someone is present here who would die for him, then I must say he was no less a friend of mine. If the question arises why I went against him, the answer would be, I've loved my nation more.
0: Wow. Sheik Pierre, he's a good writer.
1: And he goes, that's it. I quoted Sheik Pierre. Time for me to give the mic to Oktar. And Tony's like, mm Me and Markaz got this. So wait, And I love the fact that it definitely feels like this speech is being given by both of them.
0: It's like the one time the two separate characters of Marcaz and Tony connect into Mark Antony.
1: Yes, because I feel like there are definite moments that I felt like Tony was leading it and Marcaz was translating for him. And then there were definite times that I felt like Marcaz was leading it and Tony was translating him. Yeah. And it was just seamless. Yeah,
0: it was good. Well, they start by extolling all of Zulfikar's good qualities. He took bullets for his friends. He did good things. He donated half of his money to help develop the area. And, you know, Bashir is an honest man. He doesn't lie. And it is like the Brutus is an honorable man thing from Julius Caesar. But it's and Bashir is always right.
1: Bashir said Zulfi wanted to take control, and he's never wrong. When the syndicate money ran low, Zulfi donated money and blood. We've come to know he's dead. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Murdered by his friends. Why? Because, like Bashir said, he was selfish. And, you know, Bashir's never wrong. And the syndicate is freaking out on the sidelines. Well, they
0: can't attack him at a funeral,
1: Especially when he is controlling the crowd. Yeah. And Tony continues explaining how Zolfi was a natural leader, but always went with the collaborative decision, and how, you know, remember everyone, how a few days back he said no to the election offer three times, but, you know, Bashir said he's hungry for power, and, you know, obviously Bashir is never wrong. And the same hands then went up against him, and Bashir, who's never wrong, Says he invited terrorists, but Zulfikar went out and killed terrorists during a party that we were at. And if we were good speakers, you wouldn't be listening to us anymore. You would be rioting right now. You would have killed those guys in the syndicate right there. You'd have done that if Bashir had told you this, because he's never wrong. And the people on cue begin to riot. And Tony says, my most memorable line of the film, party time.
0: So a lot of things happen at once. It's a whole lot of violence. I'm gonna be honest, I checked out. I check out whenever massive amounts of violence happens in films. So, Megan, just go through who gets shot.
1: Yeah, sure. Cossack says that he's his twin. And everyone's like, you don't have a twin. So they shoot him. And then Bashir's wife is like, I'm scared. And she hides. And then the spineless dude, whose name I don't remember, but he was part of the syndicate. He gets hanged by chains in a warehouse, and it is terrifying. And Markaz and Tony do it, and I don't like it. And then the guy who owns the brothel disguises himself as one of his sex workers, and then Akhtar shoots him four times while Tony and Markaz are trying to decide who gets to shoot him.
0: It is both a morbidly comedic moment and also showcases that Akhtar is bloodthirsty.
1: Yes, So because of all of these very quick deaths that were pretty gruesome, the rest of the Syndicate understandably goes into hiding. And we find out that Bashir's wife killed herself.
0: She drank the arsenic.
1: And we hear both the Syndicate and tony's guys
0: tony's boys let's call them tony's well boys. it's hard because
1: they're both technically the syndicate so it's the bad syndicate and the also bad syndicate yeah, they're all
0: criminals yeah we call them the syndicate and tony's boys yeah so. that's
1: basically what i did in my notes so we hear both of them say man if only we had maksud on our side
0: he's the new boss of the pirates they just say that and i don't know what that means It sounds cool.
1: It means he's Pompey in Antony and Cleopatra.
0: Who I played. And died.
1: Yay! But you know, there's been so much violence. You know what we need, Marquez? Now that we're officially moving into Antony and Cleopatra.
0: Yeah, what do we need?
1: We need Marquez and Ronnie to have a song of love and have him teach her some sign language, which honestly is very cute.
0: It is cute. You want to know what's less cute? that they have a weird gunplay dumb show during this love song where he's like teaching her how to use a gun and she like points it at him and he points it at her. But he's like, no, I'm going to point it at myself. And it's like, oh, guns.
1: I'm going to be really honest, though. That's an incredibly accurate portrayal of Antony and Cleopatra's relationship.
0: That's fair. I was just very not into it.
1: It's an incredibly toxic relationship. I was like, I hate this. But at the same time, you nailed it. They didn't have to say anything to each other. And I'm like, yep, that's them.
0: And Tony got married to the hot girl. It's less romantic despite it being a wedding.
1: Because it doesn't matter. They're just like, yeah, we know Mark Antony's married to Octavia. We get it.
0: Yeah, listen, I know the director stated that he split up the two characters because their personalities were very different between plays. But I also think he split them up in order to make a moral judgment against Zulfikar for cheating on his wife, and so that Markaz does not have the same problem of he's cheating on his wife. Yeah. Because Mark Antony cheats on his wife.
1: But perfectly non-problematic, Ronnie and Markaz... Have a scene and Ronnie's like, we should go away. We should leave and we should just invest and have a swimming pool. And she just goes off on what she thinks would be the best life for them. And he falls asleep. It's a sweet little baby scene.
0: Aww.
1: And while he's having fun with his woman.
0: The other Tony boys.
1: (laughs) They're not doing so great without him.
0: Yeah, Akhtar doesn't want to talk to Maksud. He's changed a lot, and he wants to be called Zulfakar now.
1: Because that means the Prophet's sword. It's more of a title.
0: And Oktara tells Tony, you better get Markaz to come to this freaking meeting with Maksud. And Tony's like, okay, okay, I'll do it.
1: So moving forward, we get more of the group, and as it's going, I got this feeling, and I think it was intentional, Akhtar definitely is beginning to look more like Zulfikar as well.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's intentional.
1: Yeah, okay. And
0: you are seen correctly.
1: And he's just like, all right, Tony and Markaz, you gotta convince Maksud to kill Bashir. And we see Bashir, and Bashir, oh, he's a bit haunted.
0: Yeah, he sees the ghost of Zulfikar.
1: Which I don't believe happens in Antony and Cleopatra. No. It's one of those plays in Shakespeare's that doesn't have a ghost. Yes. But Zulfikar's like, how are you? I'll be back again one more time. I know everything. And when you know everything, you'll come back. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I understand that he'll come back one more time because obviously it means spoilers. When Brutus dies, he'll see Caesar again. But I I don't know what he means when he's like and also when Brutus knows everything Brutus will come back I don't get that part Zulfikar you lost me
0: yeah I, I don't know anyway Octar's getting convinced by some random dude that Rani is the problem and why Markaz isn't at all of these war meetings so you need to do something about Rani
1: I mean she is but not in that way like come on
0: yeah but Octar's is like all right I'm gonna try to woo Ronnie.
1: But first, we get the meeting with Maksud. And hey, Markaz did show up. But uh uh-oh. Tony and Markaz aren't friends now. And Markaz comes up and starts signing to everyone. And Tony just doesn't even look at him. So he's like a non-entity. And my heart breaks because that's so mean.
0: (sighs) It's okay, Megan, because then a lot of violence starts happening a lot.
1: Because the other syndicate dudes showed up!
0: <gasps> oh. And they attack Pavel, who's a member of Tony's Boys. Uh, and Tony's Boys gotta rescue Pavel. But it doesn't matter because Kashanov hits Pavel with a stick and then axes him in the chest.
1: This emo kind of looking boy does not deserve this. But it is full-on war between these two groups now.
0: And I gotta say, my note for this is bang bang someone's gonna win just like when sports or dancing happens in other films i'm just looking at this like okay
1: so mainly the syndicate not tony's boys are getting killed and tony's boys are mostly fine
0: so here's my problem i'm not an anti-action scene person Nor am I an anti-dancing scene person, nor am I an anti-sports person. It is just when I think that the stakes are not clear, the stakes are not good and enticing, I just start checking out. If, like, you are infusing your dance or your sports or your violence with a clear goal, like, we need to get something, get somewhere, you need to have an emotional breakthrough, I'm there. I'm engaged and this does not have it. A lot of people just get killed who I either don't care about and are named, or just don't really fucking matter.
1: It's okay, Marquez. I know what'll bring you back in. What? Dinesh gets shot and turns to Bashir and whispers something in his ear. <gasps> and instantly, Bashir snaps his gaze over to Kashinath, and Kashinath fucking runs.
0: And when Bashir chases him down, Kashanath is like, I guess you figured it out that I planted evidence that Zulfikar let the terrorists in. And Bashir says, no.
1: He told me that you're an illegitimate child, basically.
0: <laughs> and that you just revealed that information yourself. I don't know, but something about what Kashanath talks about next really I love a lot. Oh, yeah. He talks about, do you know who the vice prime minister is? And Bashir's like, no. And he's like, yeah, of course you don't. Nobody remembers the silver medal guys. And I love this. This is like primo villain reasoning for things. Like, I want to do this. I want power because nobody will remember. There's no legacy for second place.
1: Zulfikar has a legacy. There's no legacy for. And the Syndicate. But Bashir is not listening to it. They are fighting. They are going to kill each other up. It already happened.
0: Yeah, Bashir impales Kashinath on a wooden pike.
1: But it goes all the way through him and into Bashir as well and kills him.
0: It's funny.
1: Oh, look. He sees Zulfikar just like Zulfikar said.
0: Wow, what great payoff.
1: It's like, yeah, we know he's dying because he got impaled.
0: (laughs) Tony's boys won, technically.
1: Technically, yeah.
0: Tony got shot in the fight, which I saw but didn't really remember until they showed that he has a crutch. (laughs) Meanwhile, Markoz gets a note that says, News for the Deaf and Dumb, and there's a flash drive in it.
1: And what we find out is on the flash drive, Okay, actually, I'll be honest. This next scene is really confusing because I think it's current, also past, also what's They're... on the flash drive. We see the Blue Nile bar, which, oh, if we didn't know it was Cleopatra, obviously, Ronnie's it... bar is the Blue Nile bar. And we keep cutting between her with Marcaz and then Akhtar and Ronnie... And Octar's like, I'm gonna blackmail you, and then he kisses her, and then he does more.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. We didn't talk about this, but I feel like I need to bring it up. It was mentioned in the past that the only reason that Ronnie was with Zulfikar in the first place is that he helped her out of debt. Yeah. And that sucks on Zulfikar. That's a note against Zulfikar. And... Akhtar is doing the exact same thing in order to get with her.
1: Because he's becoming Zolfikar.
0: Yes. So basically, he rapes her.
1: And Marcaz is just like, wow, how could you do that to me, Ronnie? No. And this is where I stop liking Marcaz as a character.
0: <laughs> no. Because it's also
1: very obvious that she is not consenting and she's upset and she's crying.
0: Yep. Markaz leaves and goes to the bathroom and then Ronnie chases after him and admits to him that she only slept with Akhtar to get rid of her debts and says like everyone buys the future Markaz and then he pulls a gun on her
1: and then he puts it on himself just like in their little gun play and she goes to stop him but he pulls the trigger and he falls into a full bathtub dead.
0: And then we cut to Marcaz's funeral.
1: And Tony's sad, and I'm like, you guys shouldn't have been fighting then. You should have been, like, we're best friends and acted like it.
0: Yeah, and they do, like, a Marcaz fun time montage. And they basically play, I will remember you. It was basically like that. And it's really, I'm going to be real, out of nowhere. (laughs) That there's just these beautiful, like, remember this movie that you just watched with all those fun times you had with Marcaz?
1: And we see Ronnie struggling to just live without him, which is straight from Antony and Cleopatra, where her handmaidens are like, please eat, please live. And she's just like, no, I can't.
0: And Tony falls in the rain and ends up in the hospital because he was already injured from the fight.
1: I'm also really mad because like you said, they did show the like, remember when he did this gun thing as a funny? And I want. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm mad that you showed me because when you did it I went, "Oh, it's like before but sad." And then you showed it to me and I went, "Oh, so you think I'm dumb?"
0: Yeah, that's a that's a lack of faith in your audience.
1: But I feel bad for Tony because it's all wet and he's hurt and it's the rain and now he's in the hospital, just like in the beginning of the film.
0: Yeah, and Octar is now running things.
1: And they talk for a little bit. Octar is like, see ya, goodbye. And then Tony's nurse comes up and is like, hi, my name's Destiny.
0: And then we cut back to the one police talking to the new police officer. And he's just like, now the food chain is different. Octar runs everything. And the syndicate is no more.
1: And he's like, they mention a thing. Where they're like, yeah, I'll be fine as long as I don't get transferred like in a Hindi film. But he's getting transferred, and then he gets into a car crash and dies. Yeah. And then we cut back, and Tony was poisoned by his nurse, and he's dying. And then some other guy's poisoned.
0: And then Ronnie wraps herself up in wires and takes a bath.
1: She sticks it into the outlet right next to her bathtub which is not where outlets should be. That's terrible room design. We might have a fight here. Yeah. So, normally, every modern production I've seen that's been like, and this character dies in a bathtub because they keep doing that in things, usually I hate it. Usually. But I actually don't mind this that much because, one, it was a thing that you can't, Do, as understandably, in a modern production of being like, Ah, yes, give me a basket of asps, and I will have them bite me till I die. That's not quite modern or realistic. Like, you could see Cleopatra doing that, but I wouldn't see, like, Jim Smith doing that.
0: Oh, you don't know about Jim Smith's unfortunate asp death?
1: And... The aesthetic brain of Megan goes, the cords are snake like.
0: My problem with it, Megan, is she has so many cords around her. She wants thing. to make sure it works. I am sorry. When I picture somebody killing themselves, I picture the lead up to it. So my brain goes, she like methodically spent the time wrapping all of herself up in these. It just doesn't track with me like i'm okay with her electrocuting herself in her bathtub i don't think that's the problem it is the ridiculous over the top level of which it was done that i'm like no thank you i
1: think i would agree with you if it wasn't cleopatra in <laughs> antony and cleopatra because she is the most over the top bitch
0: megan i hate to tell you this is not cleopatra and antony and cleopatra this is Ronnie and Zulfikar who starts off strong and then proceeds to not do very much despite this being a co-adaptation of Antony and Cleopatra. She just kind of disappears, well, doesn't do anything. that's who she's supposed to
1: be! That's who she's It's supposed to be!
0: What, is she supposed to be?
1: No, I'm saying she's supposed to be Cleopatra who is...
0: Yeah, so it doesn't work. See, so you're telling me by saying that. No, what me I'm it saying is work.
1: that she's based on Cleopatra and they didn't have the time to do her right because <laughs> they tried doing two films in one and guys, that's just too much. You should have cut it off before the ending of Antony and Cleopatra and just been like, see, they got together. And people who know Shakespeare would be like, but alas, in the future.
0: So you're telling me it doesn't work.
1: No, so what I'm telling you is if I saw a modern Antony and Cleopatra where that's how she killed herself in the end, that exact way with that exact amount of wires, I'd be like, yeah. Here's my thing. I don't have an issue with this death scene. I have an issue with the idea that they tried to do Antony and Cleopatra in the last 20 minutes of a film. So to it's me, those not are the same thing. It's completely different to me because I know that Cleopatra from Antony and Cleopatra would absolutely do that. And honestly, I know that she hasn't done much, and you're saying that she's not like Cleopatra, but she is.
0: Yeah, for like five minutes of the film.
1: No, I mean at this ending part, when she's like, he's dead, I'm miserable.
0: I just yeah. Basically,
1: this whole film, she does things that Cleopatra would do. And honestly, Antony and Cleopatra isn't that great of a play as you've said so you get powerful cleopatra which we got of her
0: yeah for five seconds with the amount of time they gave her this is not warranted you
1: get wildly in love with mark antony which we absolutely get you get miserable from his death which we get and then you get her glamorously killing herself which we get It's just less time, but it's the exact same stages of her character.
0: Yeah, I think the time's important, Megan. I'm disagreeing with you.
1: (laughs) All right, agree to disagree. (laughs)
0: Yep. Because you're saying this, but I look at that and I say, again, we get that for less than a minute. Like, every step we get is for less than a minute, which is not a character to me.
1: It's really strange because...
0: Give her her own movie. That's all I'm saying. Well, I...
1: here's what I was about to say. It's strange because you're saying that, but there's literally no Antony and Cleopatra's. There's no Antony and Cleopatra movies.
0: Yeah. I mean, there is
1: one that is kind of after all the research I've been trying so hard. This is the closest, yeah, which means like people go, I can't make a whole movie out of this. Yeah,
0: She's a good character with a bad play. Yeah. You'll take what you can get, is basically...
1: Basically, like, this is the only way I'll get Antony and Cleopatra, and at the same time, I won't have to watch all of Antony and Cleopatra.
0: Yeah, I think it's a fail. I, well, I understand so, all your points. I get you. That's the end of the film. Yeah,
1: that was the end of the film. So so let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, uh, it was not well-liked and not well-received. Well, so <laughs>
1: before we hear critics' reviews, yeah, I want us to talk about if we think... It's a decent adaptation.
0: Of uh, Julius Caesar? Yes.
1: Yeah, I think it's an incredible Julius Caesar adaptation, except for the racist bits.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, it works.
1: Like I said, I love the details. I love just how well it mirrors and bring things into the modern era. But again, bringing something into the modern era that has to do with nationality means there's going to be a lot of squeaky situations, which means it's a problematic film. Yes. I think that the film, like I said a bit, would have done better if they wanted to include the Markaz relationship with Ronnie if they just didn't do the entire story of that and had it end sooner in their story and we could just either know what's supposed to happen or go, oh yeah, they lived happily ever after and be done with it. I do think that they were strapped for time. It's definitely two plays that you can't cover completely in less than two and a half hours.
0: Nor would I want to cover it in more than two and a half hours. That's my
1: issue is I'm just like, I don't know what to say about the Antony and Cleopatra part because...
0: Don't have it.
1: I think they, like I said, I just, I think they should have done a tiny bit of it and not tried to do the whole thing in 20 minutes. Even though technically they got it, they hit all the beats of their relationship, it's just... Well, no,
0: they didn't have a war happens and Cleopatra has to put her foot down about offering her forces and Antony and her have to have a fight over what's best for Egypt and what's best for Rome. That's kind of the meat and potatoes of Antony and Cleopatra. I'm going to be honest I don't
1: remember that part of Antony and Cleopatra because it's the boring part to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I get it. But I mean, when you say they have their whole thing, they don't. They have the part that you remember. That to me is when Cleopatra is being powerful. Showing her at the beginning of this film being powerful. That's something that just doesn't happen in Shakespeare's play. It's just her saying, I'll give you some money. But it's just money. She's not head of a country she's not egypt herself
1: well yeah she was never gonna be in this though
0: yeah i I think they didn't work anyway
1: it's hard because (laughs) i will say as soon as this film ended slash while watching this film i was really stoked and i really enjoyed watching it like it's a very interesting film it's again i will state very problematic but it's well made
0: I think the highs are high. That's what I'll say about this film. It just loses me with things. It just, like, says we're gonna do a bunch of murders and I don't care about the people that are being killed. I mean, you know,
1: that's why I don't like Julius Caesar.
0: Yeah, I mean... Like,
1: I, what I will say is I like this film more than I like Julius Caesar. Uh, like, if someone said you want to go see a production of Julius Caesar, I'll probably go is there someone famous in it that I like? Or is my friend in it and I'm supporting them? If not, I'll sit out.
0: To me, Julius Caesar is the friend that always shows up late to to things. And every time you hope that this time they will not show up late to something, but they always do. That's
1: And you're just always sitting in the audience like, all right, it's mainly boring (laughs) as hell.
0: Yeah, it's like, it is something that I always hope to see a good production of. And that's why I say this film's highs are high, because I'm like, oh, this part of the play, I really like. I can see what they're referencing, and I love this part of the play. And then the bad parts, I don't like. Listen, sometimes an adaptation can just wipe away the parts of the play that are boring. But the
1: boring parts of Julius Caesar are incredibly important to the plot.
0: It's the fact that there's too many characters. I can't care about all the Senate members. I care about like four people in this play and And this film. And
1: I think the film doesn't want you to care about them.
0: But they're named and they die. It's the difference between we don't need to care about them, but the people we care about need to care about them.
1: I just wish that they'd done a Kurosawa and been like, they all wear yellow. Yeah. So I'd go, oh, the Senate's getting killed.
0: I mean, that's the problem with the fight scenes. Again, there's not clear stakes about who's winning and who's losing. Anyway, reviews. The Times of India gave this film 2.5 out of 5 stars. Zulfikar is a film that is an overcooked, hyperventilating stream of images and sound stretching for well over two hours. It runs in too many directions at once, from gangland brotherhood to surreptitious romance, but reaches not much anywhere. (laughs) The film, Icarus-like, aims high, drawing from two Shakespeare classics, Julius Caesar and Antony and Cleopatra. The task at hand is unenviable as Shrajit, the director, who also takes writing credit, sets about fusing into one the two tragedies, which are connected only by chronology and a few character links. It can't be that simple. Shakespeare himself wrote them as two separate plays, which is, I think, just vital. It should not be both of these plays wrapped up in one. Like, you don't
1: even see companies being like, we're doing a double hitter, and it's... Julius Caesar and Antony and Cleopatra, when you do see companies say, we're doing all of the
0: Henrys this weekend. Listen, only like three or four characters cross over into the other play. And
1: one of those characters acts like a completely different person, which is why the film understandably made them two different people.
0: Yep. I don't know. I'm going to wrestle with this one a little bit. I had a different viewpoint after watching it, but after having it sit with me and discussing it today, I don't know if I like it as much as I did when I watched it. And this happens sometimes. I just sit with something and I like it more, like what happened with O, where after I sat with it and read about it, I liked it more. And then this film, I liked it less.
1: (laughs) I think I enjoy it as an action film because I have very strange tastes for action films and mostly dislike them, but the fact that it has Shakespeare makes me go, uh I can watch it. But you don't like
0: the action in it.
1: But I'd still count it as an action film. No, it is an action else. film, but
0: I'm just saying, like...
1: Well, some of the action I fucking love. Them going back to the kidnapper's boat.
0: Oh, the beginning? Fucking great. great. Well, I knew the stakes. That's the problem.
1: So I think I like it as a film, as an action film, but I don't think that it's a great adaptation for you to bring to your Shakespeare class.
0: I, mean, I don't know. I think it's interesting, at least. Oh, it's absolutely
1: like... interesting. But again, it's one of those things where I'm like, don't watch this before you take your test.
0: Oh, yeah. I but mean, that's true
1: of any modern adaptation.
0: Yeah, don't do that.
1: But I don't know, because if they didn't have the Antony and Cleopatra <laughs> bits, then we wouldn't have Marcaz. That's true. And I love the fact that we've got a non-speaking character.
0: Yeah, it's fair, but, like, also, I don't know. It would be better if he wasn't there. What if Tony wasn't there?
1: No, I like Tony. What if they just cut it off after Marcaz got together with Cleopatra, and then they didn't do the rest of it?
0: I think that would be much better.
1: That's all I want. Just to be like, and here's the continuation. Maybe we'll have a second movie. But then they don't. Yeah. But like the diehard fans are like, I wish. And we can hold on to that. Yeah. That's what I want.
0: Okay. I like that. That's a much better ending than this film. You leave it off vague, Megan.
1: And then we don't have Tony die. Yeah. And Markaz die. Yeah. MVP?
0: Bah. Sheer. Fair. He's hot. He's good at acting. He was not a villain, but he was a villain. I just like him. And I also like Brutus. I think Brutus is a character who I would want to play in Julius Caesar. So when I see somebody playing, like, this conflicted person well, I dig it. Megan, who's your MVP?
1: You know who my MVP is.
0: I don't.
1: It's Mark Antony, a.k.a. Tony... And Marcaz, because technically they're one character in the Shakespeare.
0: I should have never said last episode that the rules don't matter. I would still be like,
1: no, it's just one person. It's just Mark Antony. It's the two sides of Mark Antony. Because they gave this movie a life that I had never seen in a Julius Caesar.
0: No, they're good. It's the best adaptational choice in the film. It's the best thing that they changed. It's Uh
1: multiple strong choices. And it's necessary for their, what they wanted to do.
0: Yeah, I totally get it.
1: If William Shakespeare saw this, here's what I think he would say besides terribly racist things. Yeah. All strange and terrible events are welcome, but comforts we despise. Because that's how you felt about the movie. You liked the terrible things, and once it became a love story, you were like, this fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> it kind of sucked.
1: <laughs> Marquez, what would you write, Zulfikar?
0: I would rate Zulfikar one play they should have adapted out of two. <laughs> which is basically what the reviews for the Indian Times gave it. Megan, what would you rate Zulfikar?
1: I would rate Zulfikar seven bullet holes. Yeah. Out of 15 days of March.
0: You would rate it higher than that, I would I, think. I
1: would. It would be like, honestly, it would be like a six out of ten
0: wait a six out of t- for somebody that was defending some choices in this film I am surprised that Marquez, it was a six out of ten I don't think you
1: remember when I do tier makers how many of my things are C and below and people are like <laughs> I thought you liked that I'm like yeah I do I do
0: but still a C."
1: and you're like what? you have one S and two A's and I'm like yeah I don't think anything's that great <laughs>
0: Here I was, arguing with Megan (laughs) about Cleopatra about five minutes, and it turns out that her score is only like 10% above mine.
1: (laughs) I judge things (laughs) greatly, even if I love them.
0: Yeah, listen, Megan, I will never say that you are not a fair and impartial judge. I think that's going to do it for us here on Avant Bard. If you like what you heard, please follow us on all social media at avant bard pod and if you really liked what you heard you can support us at patreon.com slash pod
1: bloopers for this week's episode will be up next wednesday but until next time we will see you anon
0: avant bard is created by matthew james marquez and megan charlotte to support the show, visit Patreon.com/AvantbardPod. We would like to thank Riley Allen for the creation of our theme music, Cloverkin for our logo artwork, and everyone in the audience for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Avantbard, you can visit us on all social media platforms at pod.